Hey y'all, welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am quite excited for this episode. I'm doing a solo episode again, um, which I hope you enjoyed the last one. But yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this episode. I will be telling my testimony, some of my story, um, and kind of just my hot takes along the way. So uh, yeah, let's jump into it. So coming back into another solo episode, Um, I kind of figured I might start off with a verse and then jump into kind of how I got here today. Um, So the verse I want to read, I got it out of my little box of verses, um, and they're on these little cards. They're really cute, Um, and I give them to friends sometimes. So great idea if you're looking for a little friend uh, pick-me-up, but... Um, the verse I want to start today's episode with is Proverbs 16, three, and it says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. And I think this verse really, uh, just sets the stage for my whole story because, um, and really any testimony, because, um, when you commit to the Lord, right, he helps you get to the best version of you and helps you get to the best place in life. And so, uh, I really just want to emphasize that. And I think that's a really great foundation um, for how you'll see how I made all these transitions in life and all these seasons and even rough seasons, how I came to come into good seasons. So as many of you know, or I guess as many of my listeners know, um, since many are my friends, um, I was a college athlete kind of before that, um, in high school, I started getting into rowing because before that, I was a basketball player, and I really wanted to play basketball in college, uh, which a lot of people don't know about me, uh, but I was really good at basketball, and then in seventh or eighth grade, I tore my ACL, uh, which was very young to have such a serious injury, uh, but I had surgery, I recovered, and I came back, and I was ready to play, and uh, I think a few months after I came back, I was reaching out for a ball and a girl pulled my arm or my shoulder out of its socket and I was crying on the court with my arm out of socket in the ambulance for three hours. So as you can tell, probably, you know, it did not go well, Um, but I actually had no tear. Uh, I went and got an MRI uh, at a children's hospital because I was only 13 (laughs) and they told me nothing was torn. So anyways, long story short, I put basketball aside because my arm was never the same. And then I got into rowing, um, which I was told was supposed to be very safe for my body. Uh, but (laughs) as you'll see, that's kind of ironic. However, I got into rowing actually when I was living in New Jersey, I grew up in New Jersey for 16 years of my life. And then my sophomore year of high school, um, I moved to Texas because my dad got transferred here for a job and I absolutely was the happiest person ever. I did not love where I grew up. It was a great childhood, but I was ready to go. Um, East coasters are definitely different than, you know, the typical Southern Texas people. Um, they're much friendlier here. Uh, but I was so happy to move to Texas and I moved here. I got plugged in with friends and I actually made some of the greatest friends ever. 
And I feel really blessed to have had such an easy move uh, because I know there are people uh, maybe younger that have had that move and it's been really hard. So I was really blessed to have or been, been able to get connected so easily. And so I actually took a year off from rowing when I moved to Texas because uh, East Coast rowing and Texas rowing are very different. Everything in Texas is a man-made lake, so you don't expect a lot of water to be here. Uh, Eventually, I did find a rowing program that I got plugged into uh, probably around eight months after moving here um, and then started to slowly get back into it again. And it just came really easy to me when I was on the water. Um, you know, I, I would just go. Like, I didn't really have to be taught too much on, you know, how to keep my balance and things like that. Uh, it kind of just came very naturally to me. So I felt like God was really calling me to do this. And I felt very motivated by it. Um, well, actually, a year after rowing um, in high school in Texas, I got recruited to go to the junior national camp, which is like the U18 um, US team. And so I got invited to go to the camp to try and make the US team. But in rowing, if you don't know, a lot of what your score is based on your weight, um, especially for women. So the lighter you weigh, the better your score is adjusted to. And I was kind of at that in-between height where uh, I was tall, but maybe not quite tall enough to pull a really super fast score. So the less I weighed, the better my score was. But I could move a boat. So it's very different between on the rowing machine and in the boat. Um, But they test your score on the rowing machine. Uh, And so I, while I was there, I (laughs) tried basically starving myself um, to get a good time to try and make the team and I ended up fracturing my rib. If you're like, how the heck do you fracture your rib? Well, it's overuse injury. If you think about it, you're just doing this repetitively over and over again for hours. So I actually ended up tearing my rib. I was in so much pain. Honestly, if you've ever broken a rib, um, it's the most painful injury I think I've ever gone through. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I ended up going home early and I was devastated. But I decided to continue to work hard. I was going into my last year of high school and I really wanted to heal and get ready to get recruited by all the college scouts. So uh, what I did is I I healed, I rested, and I came back better than ever, really. Um, I felt really good and I was performing really, really well. And I got recruited by amazing programs. I got recruited by Texas, SMU, which is where I ended up, uh, Clemson, UPenn, uh, Boston College, so many others, honestly, uh, that I can't even think about. So uh, it was such a cool experience. And you kind of feel like you're on top of the world. And um, it's going to be such a magical experience if you're a college athlete and you got recruited. They really sell you, (laughs) I'll say that, Uh, but that's the fun of it. So uh, I was really excited, and my senior year of high school, just quick backstory, I was raised Catholic. When I moved here, I continued to be Catholic, but my senior year, I actually ended up 
quote unquote dating this guy for two weeks, whatever you call like a small high school relationship. And he got me plugged into a Bible study through a Baptist church. And I ended up doing that. And it was honestly the first time that I really dove into the word and started exploring a personal relationship um, with the Lord. It wasn't something my parents were kind of telling me or uh, something that they were saying, oh, you have to come to church, you have to go do small group or um, Sunday school kind of thing. It was really something that I was pursuing and I had conversations with people my own age that I never thought I would have. Uh, so it was really cool to see how God was impacting my life at that time as well. Anyways, I get to the end of my senior year. I sign with SMU. I am ecstatic. Um, I'm so excited to be close to home, but also uh, be rowing as a college athlete. I got a really big scholarship and um, I was really just so grateful. So anyways, I get to SMU. Freshman year is, you know, exciting and you're coming in. You move into a dorm room. You're living on your own for the first time. And I was really excited, um, but I also had really started to dive even deeper into the word um, that summer before, and I was on fire for the Lord, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. I just feel like I was starting to start my own personal relationship with the Lord as well, and I felt like God was really calling me to SMU. Uh, there was a lot of people that uh, I felt could help me grow in my faith. Um, the coach, when I got there, he had a Bible on his desk. And uh, that's what I think really sold me on the school. The small team, small classes, um, it was it was really, I was so ex- excited. And it was a really um, great experience, even though I had some unfortunate events that I'll get into. So I get to ask me my freshman year. We're practicing and I see myself starting to go back into bad habits with my weight. And I uh, start not eating as much as I probably should, but I was gaining weight. (laughs) So it felt very uh, counteractive as to what I was doing. But now I realize that when you don't eat, your body goes into starvation mode and we were working out four hours a day. So uh, my body did not know how to handle that. And if you are a freshman athlete, college athlete, your body will change dramatically. You're going to gain muscle. um, You might gain weight because maybe you're eating more or you're not eating enough. And so uh, just be prepared for that. And it's okay. It's going to happen. I think more so, especially for the female athletes, because I think it's the biggest change for them. Um, Obviously, men, yes, your bodies are going to change, but probably for the better. Um, (laughs) Females, it's definitely a little bit harder. Yeah. So found myself going back into bad habits and I wasn't going to church as much. I was really just solely focused on rowing in school and it took up a lot of time. As a result of starving myself, I ended up fracturing my rib again and I did not race majority of my freshman fall season and I was really upset about it and frustrated with myself but I had some older teammates that really mentored me and encouraged me uh, and they actually started bringing me back to church and it was the first time I went to a non-denominational church 
it was really awesome uh, to kind of have those mentors or older teammates in my life because they got me through all the struggles I was going through. They made me feel like I wasn't the only one that felt those things. So um, yeah, really just so eternally grateful for them. I end up not racing much. I heal and then uh, we have winter training a week or two into the middle of our winter break. I really use those weeks to cross train and just um, kind of get my stamina back up um, after fracturing my rib. And I was probably performing better than when I had come in. Uh, so I felt really on fire and I was eating pretty well throughout training camp. And then I got back to campus. I had had a few events in my life socially where I started to starve myself again because of stress, not because of rowing, but because of the stress of the social events going on in my life. And uh, I was in the weight room and I had a bar over my head and was bringing the bar down behind my back and dislocated my shoulder uh, in the weight room. And that really just felt like the end of it for me. The shoulder I dislocated was the same one I had dislocated in middle school. And it was also the same side. I had also fractured my rib. So my whole left side was just an eternal pain. <laughs> I was out for a few weeks with my shoulder and then I tried to row again and it just wasn't really going well. So I, they took me out for the spring season. And so basically my whole freshman year, I did not race and it was heartbreaking because you go into college thinking that um, you're going to be performing well and that you have expectations for yourself. Uh, and so it was really, really hard my freshman year to kind of go through that. And then on top of it, I just had some social drama I was dealing with. But thankfully, I had friends that spring semester on other teams that pulled me into um, FCA, which if you don't know what FCA is, it's Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That was a community I hadn't found before in high school. I was really grateful for that because it was other Christian athletes that were going through similar things, uh, but were also striving towards the Lord. And uh, it was really, really awesome organization to get involved in. So jumping forward to beginning of sophomore year, I felt great. I healed all summer. My shoulder was feeling really good. My rib was feeling really good. And uh, I was ready to kind of start fresh. So we ended up getting a new coach that year. I was really excited for that because I was like, oh man, I really am starting fresh. You know, um, some new things are coming, but I knew nothing about the coach. And so um, it was definitely a change for the whole team, I would say, whenever you get a new coach in college. But, you know, it, she was definitely a really good rowing coach. Um, which was good, but definitely different personality and um, relatability that I had with her than my previous coach. And so, yeah, I came in. I wasn't rowing the first few weeks because they still had me not rowing quite yet, but that was okay. I was like, all right, I, I know I'm going to do really well. I was proving to this new coach that I had put in all this time all summer to get in really good shape. I mean, I was running stadiums for 30 minutes, no problem at all. Yeah, I felt really good. 
And let's see, the day I get cleared is the Saturday and I am ecstatic to go into the next week. Um, I had been erging, which is the wrong going on the rowing machine just a little bit before that, um, to see how my shoulder would feel. And I was pulling amazing scores. Uh, I wasn't starving myself. I was eating very healthy and, um, I was probably in the best shape in my whole rowing career, to be honest. But that Sunday morning I woke up, I was just laying in my dorm bed. Um, I was, you know, going to go to church that day and my dorm bed was at a mid level. So it wasn't all the way up, but it was kind of at a mid level, but I still needed like a little tiny step ladder to get up onto it. So, um, one of my pillows had dropped on the ground and I had reached down to get my pillow because I thought I could reach it because it wasn't super high off the ground where I couldn't reach it, but it was probably a little too high to be reaching it, but I just didn't think about it. So I go down to reach it and I completely fall off my dorm bed. My right calf hits the handle on my stepladder. And then I land with my left arm above my head and I feel that it is out of socket again. And I was in total disbelief. I was sobbing. Um, I call my mom and, you know, she's a little bit further away, probably like 30, 40 minutes. So I called my athletic trainer. Hey, I just dislocated my shoulder. Can you come get me? She was at a family event. So I had to wait till my mom got there. And I was just like, what just happened? Um, I was obviously crying. Um, and my whole right calf was bruised from hitting it on the handle. So, uh, I was just in disbelief at God, like, why is this happening? You know, like, I feel like I keep jumping over these hurdles and coming back better than ever, but this felt like this was it for me. You know, after dislocating your shoulder so many times, it's usually not a good thing. But uh, anyways, I get to the doctor. I think I had only sub-dislocated it, which is like only half dislocating it uh, because I think I had dislocated it two times before that I kind of knew to like not let it go (laughs) maybe all the way or kind of roll it back in. And so that's what happened. Um, But I was still in so much pain um, when I had gotten there. And Monday, we had practice. I had shown up to practice with a sling again. It was probably the most embarrassing moment of my life. Um, And I had to say that I fell out of my bed. And my whole team knew that I was just honestly clumsy. And if you know me, I'm clumsy. Um, And I was really a good girl, I would say, in college, not in a stuck-up way, but... I was really just so focused on rowing in school that I didn't make time for much else. And so um, the new coach obviously didn't know me or know my character well enough. And she had asked me, you know, were you drinking when you fell out of your bed, which, you know, makes sense. I didn't think of it at the time because I was like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just me, you know. Um, And I told her, I said, no, I would definitely tell you if I was. And Um, I really meant that. Like I was very sincere and, um, you know, like if I, if I was drinking, I would have told her, um, but I really wasn't. And it was just a fluky thing. The coach, new coach had told me, okay, well you dislocated your shoulder, just go bike because I don't want you to lose your progress. 
And that was very unexpected. Um, I felt a little misseen, unheard at that moment in time. Um, Obviously, when you dislocate a whole ligament, um, your body's in pain, your body's in shock. Um, I didn't sleep the night before, obviously, and, you know, just throbbing in pain. And, uh, I go and I get on the bike and I get on there for five minutes and I go back and I tell her, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm in so much pain. And so I sit out, um, and I'm just in like disbelief. Like I want to be on the ergs today was the day I was supposed to be cleared for practice. And, um, we have a team meeting afterwards and I think someone else had fallen out of their bed that weekend, but they were drinking. And of course we have a team meeting and, or no, they didn't fall out of their bed. I fell out of my bed, but the other person, there was another girl that was caught drinking or something like that. Um, it was kind of an issue on our team at the time. And I was really bullied at this point in time. Um, sadly, and, uh, the new coach had called me out and said, you know, we have a teammate that's falling out of beds due to drinking. And at that moment in time, uh, I think the enemy had gotten a hold of my heart and my mind because I was about to break down and I fell into a state of depression, to be honest. It was one of the worst moments of my life because. It is just the total opposite of anything that I would do. And uh, I felt so hurt that someone would question my character. And um, I go back to my room and I call my mom. I'm sobbing. And, um, you know, she's so upset for me. And, um, yeah, I, I just remember having a moment where, like, I, I really thought about, you know, why am I, why am I even here? Why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And I then just started to pray because that's all I need to do. And I said, God, like, why is this happening? I don't understand. And I just cried to God and I cried out for help. And, um, I think he made my mind clean at that moment in time. I still was very upset, but those weird thoughts that I had had of questioning, you know, like, why, why am I even here? went away. And so, um, you know, I really give all glory to God in that moment because I think that was my lowest. I end up going back to rehab and a few weeks later, the new coach tells me that I should row. And so I end up actually rowing. Uh, I am in pain. Uh, my arm is going numb, um, from trying to row and, Um, they have me actually end up racing that fall. I race, they put me in a third race. I was only supposed to be in two races. And that weekend, I think the coach was trying to get the team in order, but yeah, we, we ended up doing runs in between races and they were long races. They were like 4,000 to 6,000 meters, which is a lot. Yeah. I do this third race and I end up crabbing, which is basically Um, when your oar gets caught in the water and you like lose control of your oar. So, you know, your oar comes back at you. So you have to kind of duck almost, and this is in the middle of the race. And before that had happened, 
I couldn't, I didn't even know I was trying to get through and I gasped and started sobbing because I couldn't feel my arm. I couldn't feel my hand. And I, and that's why I lost control of my oar and, you know, it ended up catching water. And uh, I was solely using my other hand to try and control the oar at a very fast pace um, and trying to stay in time with the rest of my team. That was the last race I ever raced in rowing. After that, I had to go and talk to the shoulder surgeon. They tried to give me a steroid shot, even though they knew I had a torn labrum. I had gone to get a second opinion and got an MRI and that second opinion gave, told me I had a torn labrum. Yeah, they gave me a steroid shot and they said, if this doesn't help, you know, we'll um, have another conversation, uh, kind of the process they have to go through. And then I had to go to the team psychologist and she asked me if I could afford SMU without rowing and I told her no. And so they told me that I would be medically retired. It was the hardest course of events I had ever gone through. I had to go and tell my team that I was no longer going to be rowing. I remember that day I got back to my dorm and I didn't know what to do. I, I called my trainer and I said, do I go to practice? What do I, like, I just didn't know what to do. And no one coached me through it. No one told me what I had to do. And um, that was the moment I fully submitted my life to God. I said, God, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. But I know I am someone in you. And... Um, I know you're going to get me through it. And so I dove deep into FCA. Um, I dove deep into my friendships that I found there. And yeah, I ended up finding a church watermark that I am now involved in. Um, And I started going to Young Adults Ministry of the Porch, which I later served in. I remember going to church and just sobbing during worship. And I never, ever in my life, you know, I was raised Catholic, experienced worship at this level. I mean, God's presence, when you are crying during a worship song, uh, it's something you can't really explain. Um, The Holy Spirit comes over you and just, it's like a hug from God. Um, You just feel so loved and seen um, in these words of worship. And you feel like you have purpose, um, even you know when you came from a time where you felt like you didn't have a purpose and you didn't have um, an identity in anything. You had an identity in your sport, but you know now you have an identity in Christ. That that's never going away. You're, you know, at some point, a sport, a job, whatever it may be, a relationship comes to an end. But a relationship with God never ends. He's omnipresent. He's always there. And he's always going to love you, even when you fall short. And so um, I felt so seen in those moments. And I just went all in with the Lord. At that time, I actually ended up getting into my first serious relationship, um, which I'm kind of just going to fast forward. Um, but for I dated that person for three years. And even though I felt like I was putting my identity in Christ, the enemy still came in and pulled me away from Christ in that relationship um, without me realizing it. It was very slow and over time. 
And I was also at a very fragile and place after losing my sport, um, having been through what I went through. And so um, I actually stopped going to Watermark for a while. Uh, I stopped hanging out with friends a lot. I lost a lot of friends. Uh, this relationship, I just didn't really realize that it wasn't glorifying God. That third year I got out, I, I, I remember the day I broke up with that person. I went on a run and I just started bawling and listening to worship music. And I said, God, I, I want a relationship with you again. I felt like I had lost it. And I didn't like that feeling. It's a, it's a very um, empty, dark feeling. And um, when you know what a relationship with the Lord looks like, you, you crave it back. And he pulls you back. You don't even know he's pulling you back. But he puts you in times where you're alone that he'll pull you back and he'll speak to you. Um, and so I just cried out for his help again. And he got me out of a very unhealthy relationship. And, um, at that moment in time, I promised myself that I would never, ever sacrifice my relationship with God ever again for a sport, a person, a job or anything. And so I went full throttle. I got, went back to watermark. Um, I got very involved there. I started serving at the porch because I felt like the porch was the place that brought me to Christ and um, I met amazing people. I met amazing mentors. And then I started and I went back and I served with FCA because that's what helped me get through college athletics and my time in college. And yeah, I think, you know, sometimes going back to the places that broke you um, are the places where God found you. And uh, it's such a eye-opening experience to go back to those places and to serve him and give glory to him because there's someone else that's broken there and you don't know it and they need you to come in and show them the love of Christ so anyways that's my story um I hope you guys enjoyed it um I don't know if any of you will relate to it in any way um one way or the other um but um I would also like to end on another verse. I started with Proverbs 16.3. I'd like to end on this verse that I actually founded my blog on. Um, and it's been my verse ever since uh, COVID, actually, when I just started to dive deeper with the Lord. And uh, <laughs> it talks about athletes, which, you know, you think the Bible can't relate to athletes definitely can. <laughs> In Paul's time, um, there were a lot of athletes. So um, this is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And it says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And just know that Jesus took a beating in his time here on earth. And uh, 
when you're trying to do things all glory to God, um, there's going to be a lot of hurdles. There's going to be a lot of brokenness. And it's not going to be this perfect, amazing rainbow um, and sunshine all the time. Um, there's going to be hardships. But uh, we have to stand firm in the truth and in God's word. Um, because at the end of the day, the eternal life, the eternal crown is in heaven with him. And that is our, where our peace is. And that's where you can find peace. Um, but just know that life isn't easy. And um, even if you, any Christian that you meet, they haven't had it easy. So don't think that they have. Um, so have grace, have mercy on each other and build each other up because that's what you need most. And um, don't forget that, um, yeah, Jesus, Jesus had a hard time here. So um, I hope that verse is encouraging and that you found this story useful. But... Yeah, stay tuned for more episodes to come in 2024. I'm so excited uh, for the guests that I'm going to have, uh, but I will be doing a 2023 recap um, next time. So stay tuned.